Hello? Hello? What's going on? What if I told you that a new podcast had to get done? Oh, no. And it has to be you. Oh, no. Don't be afraid. Shh. Just let it happen. (laughs) Just let it happen. They're there. Don't worry about it, Mark. I'm painless, actually. In fact, I've been voted most likely to not offend anybody in the next 10 minutes. Maybe that might not be true, though. <laughs> How are you, Mark? What's going on, Danny boy? You got, I just got, I just worked out. I hope we're not, this is not a visual medium that's occurring right now because I'm all sweaty, Dan. Mark, if there's one thing I like more than anything, it's a sweaty Mark Grody. Sweaty balls. Sweaty balls is the way I roll. You know what? You know what? Actually, I do have to start this podcast out by uh, by being a little more specific. I owe somebody an apology, and it's I'm not the kind of guy that can apologize very easily because I mean I'm not a broad man. I'm just. I'm sorry. So as you know, DJ is an e-learning, correct? Yeah. I have a five-year-old. I was actually a six-year-old. I keep referring to him as a five-year-old, which is a bad thing, I guess. Yeah. And I keep referring... I should call him a six-year-old. Yeah, you're a bad dad. I'm, I, I like to... You know what? As a father, you always think you're a bad dad. Even, especially when people say you're such a good dad. You're like, I'm the worst dad in the world. I'm <laughs> horrible. You have no idea what goes on. You have no idea. The screaming matches. I lock myself in a room, cry for half an hour, and then get back to where it is. We only see the glistening, perfect photos of people on Facebook where life couldn't be better. And it's after I've threatened to take away every stuffed animal that he loves dearly so he can give me one smile that I can post on Facebook so it looks like I'm doing content for my social media feeds. Right, and he's doing the five- or six-year-old top-of-the-lung scream to Yes, and in the background, you don't see me holding a giant ice cream cone going, Do you want this? Do you want this? (laughs) Do you want this? Yeah, see, now we're bordering on DC uh, Best Bad. Well, no, all, all I'm doing is threatening ice cream. That's true. That's true. I'm sorry. I take it back. I was going to say, I'm not I'm not exactly punching him in the face. I'm just saying, do you want the ice cream? Because I want to take a picture. I just wanted to use the DCFS <laughs> line, Dan. Sorry. Mark, careful. That would get us all in trouble. That'll yeah, shut down true. the whole heavy cast. That's true. That's true. The sorry actually comes to DJ's teacher. Her teacher. Oh. So oh. the teacher is a very sweet lady. She's and it's not her fault. Everybody's in this pandemic and she's a first time kindergarten teacher. But you got to understand something. They gave all the students iPads. So when there's times that DJ needs, you know, he, you know, he's got questions. There's a lot of questions. He doesn't know te- technology very well. And everything I've actually ever said to him, you know, when everything, you know, something comes up, I need to fix something. I need to fix something. But I, there's times when you get into an app and you just totally forget that there's a camera still on me, and I'm pretty sure that my son's teacher has seen me butt naked already. Oh! Levy Media. Welcome back. Our guest tonight is an Emmy-nominated writer, producer, actor, and the genius. Please welcome Dan Levy. Welcome to the Levy cast. My name is Dan Levy, not the Dan Levy that won all the Emmy Awards, but I'm still a Dan Levy that matters. 
I do a podcast from time to time. I just do whatever I want to do. And every now and then I like to have a buddy of mine come on and jump on me. We could talk about life. And that buddy is Radio 670 The Score here in Chicago. Also Bears sideline reporter, the good old Mark G. Grody. How are you, Grote? As far as I know, I'm the most famous Mark Grody. So I don't have... You're the, o- you're the only Mark Grody I know. Yeah, there's not a lot of Mark Grody's. It is a relatively... There, there's others out there. There's others out there that are of, of, of prominence. But I think... I think that I'm the most prompt. You know, there are a lot of German. There's a lot, a lot in Germany because it's a, you know, Grody. Grota. Yeah. It's a German name. So they're, they're spread throughout Germany. Someday I'll get back to the motherland and meet up with all the Mark Grody's. Well, Mark, what if I told you that all the Mark Grody's in the world have just sweeped the entire <laughs> Emmys and all the Mark Grody and his television show just won a bunch of Emmys. And I'm still getting emails of congratulations. How can they invite me to another party of Emmy party? And I have to tell people, I am not that Dan Levy. I'm just not him. Yeah, but play the music, Dan. All right. I have so much music going on now. <laughs> this show is overproduced, Dan. What if I told you that you're the most prominent Dan Levy that I have ever met in my life? I would say I think you're back to drinking again, and maybe I should call a rehab center for you because that is just <laughs> prop- I'm not even the most famous Dan Levy I've met. So fair enough on that one, Mark. Fair enough. Dan, I will say this: I will on January 26th because you've been th- with me on this ride, this wild and crazy ride. I will be sober for two years. Oh, congratulations, for- Mark! Thanks, Dan. Thanks, thanks. I like to I like to corner you with serious stuff every once in a while. But yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, that is a good thing. And I, you've you've actually you've been a person of I need to find things out from Mark Grody because it's good and bad when you know somebody who used to be an alcoholic because you don't want to bring things up, but you kind of do. Uh huh. And usually, the one thing I always find weird is like when I do go out with you, do I drink or don't I drink? Because I'm not a drinker. I'm, I'm, I mean, you've been out with me before. Even when you were drinking, I was like, I'm not that kind of guy. I don't drink a lot. But every now and then, if I'm out with you and we have a, a Carmen or a Dan Dorfman, I like to have maybe something. But I are you ever – I know you say, it's okay, you guys drink whatever you want. It has to do something for you, right? Well, I think that there's two things here, Dan. I guess – that the only thing that really bothers me these days are, are situations that I can't be around. I, I don't get mad at people, but if I sense that people are starting to get drunk around me, then that's where it gets hard for me. Cause I like that. I like that transformation. Like that's kind of a trigger for me. The whole, like, you know, that point where the buzz starts to hit you and you got to tell people are, you know, dropping their inhibitions a little bit. Right. That's the only time I get bothered now. Um, you know, and then when people, people order drinks on me, you know, you got a a little saying we have in the meetings is you got to live life on life's terms. And for the most part, I don't have an issue with it. And Dan, just so you know, if we're ever out, all you gotta do is ask me, because I'll be honest. Like if you're like, Hey Marky, I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to, I'm going to knock down, you know, a fifth of vodka right now. You just ask me. And, uh, if I don't feel it, then I'll be like, ah, not today, Dan. But if, if, if I'm down with it, which I usually am, then it's like, Go for it, bro. It's amazing because I'm always weary about that whenever alcohol comes up. But when I'm sitting there smoking crystal meth, you're fine with it, which is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. That one I've never really understood. It's the alcohol one that you 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 stay you, you put your foot down for, which is interesting. Well, <laughs> well, one of the things I like about you and the man you just referred to, Mark Carmen, is that you guys have had the um, the honor of seeing me at my uh, worst or my best, however you want to. <laughs> 
Well, I've, 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 I will say this. I've watched a lot of television and movies of people that have like alcohol problems. Like I watched the Family Ties episode where Tom Hanks slammed the bottle of vanilla extract and then slapped Michael J. Fox around the house. Uh-huh. And I picture that to be like, okay, somebody with an alcohol problem. Yours is the funniest stories. And I almost felt bad even telling you that you have an alcohol problem because it was some of the most entertaining stuff I'd ever seen or heard in my entire life. <laughs> Because the first time it happened, the first time it happened, you yeah. we, we left the Christmas party, uh-huh. and you're in my car, and I hadn't even like really been in your house. It was when Jill and I were actually dating, and you were the, one of the first people to know that we were dating because it was kind of on a down low for a while. And you were in the car, and I go, okay, Mark, where do you live? And you were all drunk, and you go, 5454 Erlacher Drive. And, and Jill looked at each other, I'm like, What? And you're like, just go towards Hallis Hall, uh, make a left at 5454 Erlacher Drive. <laughs> and I remember I'd been to your place like once. So I was like, all right, I got to get to Wrigley Field, which is nowhere near Hallis Hall. And then I got to get over there. So I was like, ah, oh, damn. It took like two hours, but I couldn't stop laughing because you kept saying, even when nobody was saying anything, you kept going, Ditka, Bears. <laughs> Like, it wasn't even ass, and it was just a funny thing. So you're like, you know, you watch all these movies and TV shows of people, like, really destroying their lives. And with you, it was like, it was just hilarious. I feel like I ended something funny. <laughs> yeah, it was like when I went out with Carm one time, our boy Mark Carmen. He and I went out to, this is years ago, went out to watch a Bears game at a bar. And I just remember that was his moment of realization. Like, he was like, like a year later or something when I came out and said, yeah, I'm an alcoholic and I can't drink anymore. Karma was like, yeah, I kind of wondered when you were having like five beers to every one of mine. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm that much of a dead giveaway. Well, no, it was, it was funny because I think I had once told Carmen, because I remember him saying he was going to go out to drinks. I don't remember, but uh, that night, that next day when you, when that initially happened, I got a text message from him saying, I remember you telling me that Mark Grody doesn't drink. I didn't realize that you said Mark Grody doesn't drink. <laughs> and I was like, that might be the best way of putting it I've ever heard in my entire life. But I was like, uh-huh. I was like, ah, you saw that side of Mark. Did he tell you to go to Erlacher Drive? And he started <laughs> laughing. And he goes, I, I go, you have to tell me that story. I'm like, I want to hear that story. Because listen, at the end of the night, you're like, okay, maybe Mark tide went on pretty hard but i laughed so hard with you about that i'm like i actually feel bad saying you may need to get some help it's pretty funny yeah. Yeah, it's like tell, it's like telling dave chappelle you know what i know you like cigarettes but it's making you i'd rather you be less funny right it's like telling aerosmith that they can't do drugs anymore your songs are not going to be as good anymore and that sucks for all of us but you yeah should probably get yourself to a 12 step exactly like hey uh lars you probably shouldn't do the drums anymore because it's leading you to a lot of cocaine and bad habits. So I'm going to have to get you to stop doing that. You're, right, you're, right. Awesome. you're hilarious that way. Yeah. I mean, at, and how many artists have we seen like through the years where they they were always better at the, at the peak of their powers of their drug doing or alcohol drinking. They were at, their, they were at their funniest. Exactly. Like Eminem, like Eminem is no longer good rapper to me. Eminem is too serious. Life is angry. I, I really like drunk and on drugs Eminem when he told everybody to please stand up or when he would just go around saying my name is Slim Shady. I, I prefer that Eminem as opposed to the angry, angry, uh, I used to be an addict. Here's all my problems rapper. Right. Like he took the, how about the, uh, how about the guy from Jackass? What's his name? Um, oh, Steve-O? Steve-O. He total alcoholic and... 
yeah, he's still a little bit whack, but most of the time when he's on the air now, he's talking about his 12-step and his sobriety and all the dumb things he did. I'm like, ah, you know, I kind of liked it when you were really drunk and, and swallowing things that had to be taken out of your ass. But you, yeah. can tell, you can tell at any moment he will jump back on that boat and then jump back off and not even tell anybody that. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Like right? he has the, uh, yo, no, dude, it's cool if you use that around me. No, dude, it's yeah. cool. You can you you can do the coke right next to me. I have no problem. Watch <laughs> if you do the cocaine right next to me, I won't even. Oh, wait a minute. Here, look. I'll even take the dollar bill. You see the dollar bill? Look, I'll even put it in my nose. See, I don't even smell it anymore. That's so weird. Anyway, where are we at? <laughs> right. You could you could if that needle accidentally wet my arm. I I'm not gonna say anything because I probably wouldn't even feel it. So if you want to just go ahead and go ahead and do that, that'd be great. Or how about this? I'm gonna go ram my head into a garage door while everybody's taking pictures of that. Just leave the needle right next to it, and I'll somehow find my butt cheek and slam on top of it. It won't even be. It'll just be pure accident. Nobody'll even know. Right, and then in two weeks, I'll sober up, and I'll be back on Graham Bensinger or whomever telling my story of sobriety. So, boom. There. While I have seven needles hanging out of my nose and dollar bills rolled up in my pocket for no reason at all. Right, and eight scars that I don't remember <laughs> how they, I attained them. That's the, that's the big thing about being an alcoholic. Like, you wake up with, like, bruises on your body and scratches, and I tied a chipped tooth one time. Like, just not like a big chip, but like a little one. I'm like, huh. And you're like, oh, God, that's right. I, I tripped over a stick on the sidewalk walking back from the several. I was just so, there was, so there was no blackout, right? I mean, when, when something, like, triggered, it wasn't like, like the hangover where they had to look at, like, a roll of cameras to find out how the guy knocked his tooth out. You were like, oh, it instantly triggered. That's what happened. Oh, I mean, like any good alcoholic, there there's a number of blackouts, but it wasn't every time. Gotcha. Most of the time it was not blackout. But, yeah, there, I had my fair share of blackouts, but. But uh, usually, you know, when you when you really get into the rhythm of being an alcoholic, like, and it becomes like, for me, it was half social and then half all alone. Like, so you you learn to get your bottle, sit at home, watch TV, and then you just pass out when the, when the good Lord wants you to pass out. So you don't necessarily black out. So see that, good, and that's interesting. I mean, that, I've always been amazed with people who can drink on their own. Because I don't like it because I, I want to talk to somebody. And if I can't talk to somebody, I'll turn on the television and I'll drink and I'll feel the buzz and then I'll feel it going away. And that buzz going away does never feel good. It doesn't feel good to be awake oh, yeah. and sobering up. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Absolutely. And that's why that's the difference between you and me is that I never let the buzz go away. That once you get started <laughs> and then it's like it's like you're alone and then everything else becomes interesting because oh, I'm going to watch this movie. I'm going to call I'm going to call Dan Levy. I'm going to call Mark Kerm. I'm going to just call him. We're going to, and he, he might know I'm drunk and he might not know, you know? Well, uh, you've always, you've always somehow given it away. Yeah. <laughs> and anytime you've, anytime you've been drunk, I've kind of told, I've kind of tell because there's like a, uh, everything you say ends in kind of a beavis laugh. <laughs> and that's what I'm just like, oh, wait a minute. I, should I be alarmed here? And then with you, it's interesting because there's a circle of people that we all kind of talk when we know that there's something going on. It's between you, myself, the Dorf, and Brian Mitchell. Uh-huh. And the three of us don't even like each other. <laughs> Understand that, Mark. But all of a sudden, when something is awry with Mark Grody, we come together like Voltron. Uh, and we yeah, all have cool. like a, we all know where to go. We all know how to like interact and work. And this line of communication becomes flawless. Dude, now I feel horrible. 
that I make people have to come together that don't necessarily like each other. No, but I mean, it's, it's a good thing for you. Not a lot of people have like a circle of like where that happens. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very lucky. There's no, no doubt about it. I've got that lifeline of uh, people, um, and um, you know, I probably I probably should use the other fellow alcoholics more, but you guys have come through in the clutch. And all, uh, I was gonna say they're not nearly as funny as I am. So I hope that I hope I never get replaced by another alcoholic. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> yeah, I have to say you have a you have a tremendous sense of calm about you when it comes to the whole thing because there's a lot of people that. You know that that are not alcoholics that kind of panic and don't know what the hell to do. So I give you uh, I give you kudos. Well, there is well there is the there is a trick to it, and I never really under, fully understood the trick myself until I had DJ or until Joe until I had it, my until I became a parent, and I realized that there are two sides of people when there's one person involved. When there was DJ, there were two side there were two different kinds of parenting. There is one, let's freak out about every little detail, every moment of the world, and it's going to be that paranoia for the rest of their life, and that's usually the mother. (laughs) The mother is the most paranoid. Did you see that spot on his back? Uh Uh, Did you notice that he was walking with a bit of a limp for no reason at all? Did you see the one hair sticking out of his head? Should we call the emergency room? Should we go to the emergency room? And then my job as the dad is to go, everything is fine. <laughs> I saw the, I saw the hair. I'll, I'll I'll snip it. I saw the limp. It's only because he and I were wrestling, and that mark on his back is when he was going down the slide, and he actually hit a rock. Just chill out. With you, it's Dorfman. Because <laughs> Dorfman, all I have to say is, Dorf. I think Grody's been drinking. Within that ten minutes, we will start to get a play by play of what is going on with you. It will then conclude with, I'm at Mark's right now, and I'm good, and I can go to bed. I know I know. right then and there, you're not going to do anything too dumb. I know right then and there, your parents probably got called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know right then and there, Dorf is not going to lose you, leave your side, and I can now be the dad. He'll be fine, and I can now, maybe I'll go now watch some reruns of Family Guy, knowing that Mark is okay. That's beautiful. That is, you have a, that's a talent, my man. And God bless the door for being the, the first responder that he is. He's a mother. So, he is a mother. Yeah. He, is a, he definitely has a mother instinct. Now here's, right. now I transitioned this way, Mark, because yesterday I really wanted to do the podcast yesterday yeah. and I was set up to actually do it with Carmen, but I had an incident of my own, which was so dumb and so middle-aged stupid. So everybody's trying to get healthy these days, right? We're all trying to be healthier. Everyone's trying to, you know, do supplements and do things to boost the immune system. Sure. So I decided to wake up yesterday and go, I'm going to go all healthy. I ate like a keto-friendly breakfast sandwich where the egg was the bun. And then I decided I haven't done vitamins in a while. So I'm going to slam two adult vitamins to get it boosted. And then I'm going to take a vitamin D pill, like a 1,000 milligram supplement, which you're only really supposed to take like 50. I took like a 1,000 milligram. And then I had an appointment to go to. And I drank a giant Red Bull. So I'm in the car and I'm like, I'm notice I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. like, all right, I got the air conditioning on. It's 50 degrees out. So this is kind of a newer one for me. And then I go to my meeting with another buddy of mine and we were sitting there and I felt the cold chills coming on. And then all of a sudden I got in his car and we went to go try to find, you know, see if we could scrounge up another meeting for the day. And he got lost. And I remember feeling so sick. And I, for the whole time there, I was like, oh my God, I got COVID, you know? Oh. 
Because you got the cold sweats. You're starting to sniffle a lot. All of a sudden, I'm sweating like profusely, and everything is feeling like a dream. And I was like, oh, my God. How, you know, how do I even tell Jill? How do I, you know, how do I even go get a test? And every worst scenario is going up through your head. And then I went to Burger King, had a Whopper and a Coke, burped it up, and I'm okay today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I told Jill, I was like, I think I'm not feeling good. You know, she's online checking out places for me to go do a quick test and all these things. I'm telling, you know, we're retracing our steps. I'm trying to figure out where did I have a mask off? Maybe I shouldn't have gone to my brother's over the weekend. You're thinking all these things. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a minute. I did have that Red Bull on the way over after I ate all that stuff on the worst empty stomach of all time because I'm trying to lose weight. So wait, so wait. Basically what you're saying is that for the most part you owe need on healthy items and you're like fuck it I'm gonna <laughs> I gotta get a whopper in me. <laughs> what I have to say is this, Mark. Burger King saved my life. <laughs> I gotta get a whopper. Jesus, I had this this friend this um, <laughs> Atkins friendly sandwich for <laughs> I had the vitamins, the D, a little a little caffeine and oh god, I gotta get get me to a whopper. <laughs> it turns out my life motto really works best for me, and it's this. I've never gotten hurt by getting off my couch. <laughs> uh-huh. Always staying on my couch, I've been okay. And I've never left a Burger King or McDonald's with a frown on my face. Get and if I live by that motto, I'm pretty sure I'm going to live to 100, Mark. Get me to the king. Get me to the king and get me the phone app out. I can knock this out within 20 minutes. That is like the penicillin for the middle-aged 40 fat guy. Make it a make it a yes, make it a meal deal. And, yes, I want and if you don't put cheese on it, we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> yeah, it works. I will yell. It works. Are you okay, sir? Yeah, no, I just been eating healthy all day. I need that whopper now. I will yell. And then I told Jill that I told her I told her the whole story, and she's like, "Well, you know, all those vitamins are probably gonna stop you up, right?" I go, "Did I forget to mention it was a two for six whopper?" Um, <laughs> I, I've already had to pull over once to a 7-Eleven to, to get rid of whatever's in my stomach. I'm good. <laughs> I am good. Well, you learned a lesson about eating healthy, Dan. I hope you're back to your routine today. Well, yeah, I'm back to my routine. Nice big old bagel for breakfast. I went and got some Polish food. I feel great, Mark. Good. You know, when you started this show today, I thought your apology was going to go to Mark Carmen because he was pretty pissed off on our group text yesterday. Well, that's and, and actually it, that apology was supposed to be twofold. It was supposed to be for that one, too. It was going to be, hey, I'm sorry, but this is what happened. And then when I came home, I was just kind of like I, I wasn't really feeling that great yesterday. I was still kind of like when I got home, I was like, man, I just put my body through like a weird little ringer here. I don't feel like podcasting. <laughs> and I I made the mistake of not actually telling him. Hey, you know what? Maybe I should have. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll postpone the podcast. So, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I on that one. I mean, yeah, that was a full full blow off. So you're just a, you know, for a guy who is the master of. I don't like it when you apologize because you're such a troll that it's like bad form for you to have to apologize to people. Well, I was gonna try to get him on here, and then I was gonna do this story about Dorfman. And then I was going to ask him why he didn't invite Dorfman to the wedding. So I was, it was gonna, it was gonna, it was gonna one eighty right into his lap. But he probably for the best didn't pick up my call today. That's the big apology we're waiting for. We are, and every time he yeah. tells me he prefers a Dan Dorfman to a Dan Levy, I go, then how come I got the wedding invite? Right, exactly. It's a fair, you know what? Fair questions on all sides. You know, I'm t- I'm taking the middle today. You're right on that. Carmen was right on the 
on you blowing them off. There's apologies owed on all ends. And I'm sure, you know, I, I owe an apology for something too. Also, I will, um, before we wrap this up, I will make a little bit of an amendment. The teacher did not see me butt naked, but there were plenty of times I've had my shirt off and I went, uh oh, <laughs> I forgot this. But I will say this with the e learning, it has been a big pain in the butt. I'm, I can't wait for them to actually, they're starting to plan it out where DJ can go to school and finally be a kindergartner and at least see some kids and some teachers. But I will say this, Mark. Yes. DJ has only been in kindergarten for three weeks. Within that three weeks, he now has three girlfriends. Jeez. He has the best online dating percentage of any human being <laughs> in the entire world. In fact, it's even gotten to the point where two girls on two separate occasions, when a teacher will say, does anybody have anything they want to say or anything they're excited about? They will say, they'll say the teacher's name and go, can I talk to DJ? Oh my God. And Jill and I will look at each other and I say, I say to her every time I say, listen, there's a lot of things that I am prepped to do as a parent. When he starts drinking or he starts smoking weed, I'll be able to see that. When he starts, you know, wanting to shave or, you know, wants to start learning how to play a sport somewhat decent, I could try to point him in the right direction. I've never been able to have a girl come to me. So I have no idea what to do with this. So it may be on you. It may be my buddy Chris in Omaha. It could be somebody else. But I will be there when the girl says, I don't want to talk to you anymore. That's where I come in. Dude, I come in where the where the rejection is thick. <laughs> I have no idea how to handle multiple Dude. women. And they are giving him, like, he'll go to the park. They'll show up there for him. He's gotten, like, three love letters. He'll even tell me. My girlfriend's trying to call me. And I'm like... With what phone is this girl trying to call you? Dude, you will be, for his heart, his first heartbreak, you'll be like, okay, I, I can help you now. You've been rejected, son? Okay, I got it. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna go, first of all, congratulations for doing everything you've done at this age. I had to wait till daddy was much older and could actually <laughs> afford to give the girl the price that she was asking for. And third of all, and second of all, Teach daddy how you did that because I'm impressed and I still could use a couple of pieces of game just in case me and, me and your mom decide to have one more kid. I might be able to give some advice. Hey, maybe tell old single Uncle Mark, you know, maybe I need to come over. Maybe I need to Zoom with DJ. Actually, Set no, I, th I think I think you're the one that's going to have to explain to him how to handle multiple women because I've never had that kind of attention before. <laughs> well, look, look at the kid, man. Look at the kid. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Enough said. Yeah, he didn't have the the ears sticking out like Dumbo like I did. He didn't have the goofy, weird, big nose jeans. He is like a perfectly crafted human being, and it makes he me really sick. Is. He's he's uh, he's going to be hot, man. He's going to be that. And this this is uh, it's going to be an interesting development when he gets a little bit older and junior high and well, I, high school. I, I've told him for right now he is he is dodging most of the levy gene, which is a blessing. Because <laughs> Jill, like, like Jill. I mean, they're very athletic in her family. Jill's grandfather played for the Bears at one point. Her dad was like an umpire for Major yeah. League Baseball, and like uh, he almost broke the Guinness Book of World Records for for uh, for push-ups. My dad was a Jewish educator who was a ventriloquist. <laughs> I came in third place at a pierogi contest only because I was hungry and I wanted to see how well I could do. So far, the Levy Gene is doing a great job of just leaving him alone for right now <laughs> oh yes they get thank god for the ear check thank Absolutely. god for that ear check gene and by the way i bring up the bears for one more reason and then then we're done i want to say a special shout out to the the gale sayers out there okay. who, who, who did die recently and he is one of the best stories i've ever had it involves 
Gail Sayers. Yes, I know. I love it. I want to hear it. Back when you and I were working with each other, but we really did not know each other at the score. I was working like overnights doing running dad tapes and audio stuff, and you were doing updates. Pretty much you got there late at night to be out on like Sunday mornings. Right. And I got invited to the Christmas party. I've never actually really, I didn't actually see a lot of people at the radio station during the day. So I didn't know what a lot of people looked like. Furthermore, I'm not from Chicago, so I don't know what a lot of legends look like in this town who weren't Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen or somebody of that nature. I show up to the Christmas party. He's at a steakhouse. There's like a million people there. Uh-huh. I go to sit at the table because there's a prime rib guy there, and I always make pretty good friends with the prime rib guy. Sure. And I sit down next to the table, and at this table are the, this guy named Russ Matera, who's the imaging and voice guy for the score, and he's also he was a teacher of mine at Columbia. And I knew a couple other people from Columbia that were at this table, and I sit next next down to this well-dressed man who was not imposing of any size, just a regular-looking human being. And I remember he and I just started talking about, at the time, it was the Jets and the Raiders going to the playoffs. And I said, there's no way the Jets are going to win. It's going to be in Oakland, or I think it was in L.A. at the time, wherever the Rams were. Or the Raiders, I'm sorry, the Raiders. And I said, there's no way that the Jets are going to be able to you know, be able to not hear all that noise. And he said, believe me when I tell you this, the, the sound will have nothing to do with it. And he and I, for some reason, got into a pretty heated exchange about that. And it ended with me saying, you have no idea what you're talking about. The man gets up, slaps me on the shoulder, and walked away. And everybody was just looking at me. And I just looked, again, I didn't know who he was. I just said, hey, who's the sales guy? And then... The, no, the the voice comes out, and I don't remember whose voice exactly it was, and I just heard somebody say, oh, you mean Gail? And I went, Gail Sayers? And I'm like, that was Gail Sayers. You just told him he didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> and I remember looking up, and he was about halfway down, and I looked up, and he looked at me, and I think he kind of knew right then and there. And he had this giant smile on his face. <laughs> And I remember getting made fun of pretty much for a couple months on the radio. Oh, yeah. I remember. I didn't even know you that well. I was like, wait, what? what, Tell me about the story about this idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And I do remember at one point, it it had taken years afterwards, I saw him at a Bears convention, and he was sitting there where the media was, and I went up to him, and I actually didn't have him sign a press pass. I know that was like a a major no-no. He looked at me. He remembered exactly who I was. He smiled, and he signed it, and I go, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and he started laughing and he said, you know what? You are one of the few people that actually argued with me. And I appreciate that. Oh, that's awesome. And then the last time I had saw him was that he and I were both reaching for the same ice cream at Whole Foods. And I, I saw him at a Whole Foods reaching for ice cream. And that was the last time I saw him, which was years ago. And I've always been like, you know, that guy was really cool because he could have really probably hurt me <laughs> or at least ended my career. Yeah, so, yeah. Gail Sayers, if you're out there listening, I apologize again. That was mighty dumb of me, and even I should have, I should have known better. But I still don't know. I still don't think he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, th- honestly, man, that is the funniest Gail Sayers story I've ever heard, and we've we've all heard a ton of them in the last month. <laughs> the, the, mine is the only one that doesn't end with somebody going, "My God, was he great." Right, mine is right. the only, and, mine is yeah. the only story that ends with, "My God, you're an idiot." Right, right, right. Everybody else is like, "Yeah, he 
and then he held my daughter and he signed something for her and he was at the baptism you know right yeah like he did, and then he, he and then he single-handedly him. lifted the car up with one hand right, and right, stopped right. the semi that was coming forward and was able to stiff arm it where it went in the air and right. all the puppies and the orphans ran home to safety <laughs> right right that's everybody's story <laughs> except for your where you called the guy who made it in the hall of fame after a six-year career <laughs> and you didn't know who he was you don't know but what you're talking you're about, about. Danny. it's been great thanks yeah. for having me on buddy oh i appreciate you coming on the levy cast mark it needed to get done and again for all those out there i want to thank everybody who's been listening and subscribing and and commenting remember always please give a like you can even review the podcast. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Spotify, anywhere you go to get your podcasts. Tell your friends, share the podcast. I have fun doing these things, and I just enjoy talking to Mark and recording them, and it's fun to always kind of do these things. So for me, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Bass on Air, B-A-S-S on Air. You probably already know me on Facebook or Instagram or anywhere else that you probably heard the podcast, but feel free to spread the love. You can find Mark Grody. What is it, Grody at 670? What is it? You have, you, I feel like you change your Twitter all the time. It's uh, at Mark Grody Sports. Okay, maybe I was off on that too. But that's where you can find Mark Grody. Just Google me. (laughs) Google Mark Grody, you'll find one. Google Dan Levy, and you'll find that other guy. Yes. Thanks again for (laughs) listening. I'll see you guys later. Peace out.